Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We can die, 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 die. That's what we're to die. Die. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where, look, what, how would you describe what we do, Alistair, I in your s- own words? In my words, I would say that it is the audio program where we uh, try to make out of nothing Cinco. Uh, sketcho. Sketcho. Ideas. Um, yeah, concepts. We try and come up with five sketcho ideas. Yeah, if that I is If I were to put it bluntly. Yeah, if you were going to not care about anybody's feelings, that's how you would say it. Mate. And, you know, I, uh, I, I, I tell it like it is. Absolutely. I was, I was thinking that there is a, definitely a difference because there's some people who tell it like it is. Yes. Um, but, but then, you know, and, and they're sort of, you know, they're, they're considered truth sayers, mm-hmm. right? But then there's also the people who tell it like they see it, right? Yeah. And, and oh, they more call it like they see it. They call it like they yeah. see it, right? But there's definitely a difference there because one of them, uh, you know, the people who call it like they see it, uh, uh, there's an admission that maybe how they see it isn't how it is. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see like a, a totally uh, insane person on the street yelling about chameleons trying to get their eyes? Mm-hmm. They're just calling it like they, they see it. They just call it like they see it, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that's how it is. And Well, you know, when I say he's calling it like he sees it, I'm just telling it how it is. Absolutely. I mean, he can't be offended because, uh, no. you know, I, I, yes. uh, I observe reality in a purely objective way, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, interestingly, has driven me, me completely insane to the point where I think chameleons are trying to get my eyes. Do you think, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> Alistair, that yeah. the, the people who uh, call it like they see it yep. are just people who used to tell it like it is yeah. until the sheer abject horror mm-hmm. of um, witnessing the truth yeah, the p- on a constant daily basis. Pure level. Drove them into insanity where they, uh, they no longer perceive mm. uh, or they, their perception is no longer linked to a, a useful interpretation of the real world. Uh, well, Andy, I, yes. I would say that a, an, 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 un, sort of an uncut, uh, you know, an unrefined... Uh, uh, injection of truth into your eyeballs would definitely damage your damage, retinas. Yeah. Retinas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the rods and cones. The the, the, the would certainly uh, square off the edges of the rods. But also and, the uh, blunt and the cones. The, the 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 sheer force of the truth. As you know, many people can't handle the truth. Mm, and why right? is that? Uh, feebleness. Right. And uh, so uh, th- there's something about truth that is probably corrosive. Um, and that is also uh, massive. Massive. Do you think the truth um, carries momentum? Oh yeah, it carries momentum. Mm. I mean, it would. It, it, it's quite interesting to think about what the, you know, the physical properties of truth are. <laughs> the truth. If, if it, it, well, 
If is, it carries momentum, is it an elementary particle? Well, exactly. Is there is there a particle like like the Higgs boson that mm. gives m- things truth? <laughs> Right, so you know, obviously, yeah. some things are true and some things are not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and w- w- how do we establish the difference between those two things? Yeah, you know, what is it that, that allows the universe to give the property of truth to things that are true and and not truth, obviously, or it fails to give it to um, things that aren't? Maybe uh, it mm. is actually everything is true until it interacts with a false particle uh, that oh. uh, makes it not real. Yeah, right, 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 or or. Oh, look. I mean, all we need is for one of those particles to interact with this concept right now, and it could become reality. So even if truth particles yeah. don't exist, if one hit me right now, then they would. Oh my God! Yeah, that's. But then, but unless unless they don't exist, yes. Then in which case they probably never will. Or but unless they do exist, but then you get hit with one of those false, false particles, particles, and then it stops. <laughs> a truthicle or a falsicle. Mm. Um, okay, so scientists discovering the particle that gives things truth, truth right? yeah. or makes things true. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and, and I think this could be linked in with, 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 with politics in some way. Like maybe they've been, um, they've got together a whole lot of people who just tell it like it is and they've been analysing them in some way maybe uh, have they been putting the <laughs> have they been smashing Alistair, them t- i already like where you're going with this <laughs> have they been smashing them together in, <laughs> the, in the big asian <laughs> collider a really high speeds very close to the speed of light all these shock jocks <laughs> and reality tv stars and yep just spinning around <laughs> accelerated by electric fields superconducting electromagnets and then smash together, causing an explosion of outrage, uh, but also emission of uh, truthicles. Um, I mean, <sighs> I feel sometimes, Alistair, like yeah. the the smarter we try and make an idea sound, the dumber it becomes. <laughs> well, and look, I think we might have reached a peak of of. Well, I know, but I think I think. For it to have the smart, dumb duality yes. is probably, I would say it's an endearing property. No, I hope so. Yeah, because, um, and, it's, and it's, the, it's the comparison between the smartness and, and the, the dumbness that probably mm. may the be the source of, of the some of the humor. The yes, the bitter and the, the sweet. The bitter and the sweet oh. on the palate that um, causes the, the, the pleasurable uh, contradictions. The contradictions. That, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the clashing uh, and the, uh, and the, uh, the um, interplay and the oh, complementary. But, and, uh, and it gives a backbone and a, a robustness mm, mm, to the depth. The floral uh, the s- the skeleton following me. There's a skeleton chasing <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm running. Okay, okay I'm so running. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a, a sommelier, right? Who it is descriptions of the taste of wine somehow? What what happens? Does he contact another plane of existence, or does he does he start to reveal personal truths? Or or is there I'm like turning my back on my dying mother and I'm walking away down the corridors of the dusty old mansion, getting into a big shiny car with a man who calls himself Eric. I know Somehow he's not a good man. He reveals sort of like he gets wine terrors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean maybe this is a thing for like um it's it's a it's an occupational hazard for sommeliers because 
in order to um, open yourself up to the flavor of the wine mm. and truly experience it, you also open yourself up to to anything else that chooses to invade <laughs> your consciousness. Great, right? So um, it it could be a, a, a sort of a a, a a a sort of an evil or malignant spirit. Sure, yeah, it just happens to be in the area. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, follows him around because it realizes it has a, uh, you know, it kind of follows me around now because it realizes that it has an outlet through me. I'm a portal me. to and, reality, but only I, when I taste wine. Yeah, and, but, yeah, you know, unfortunately I'm a sommelier and it's like, you know, I've dedicated 25 years to this. I'm not going to stop just because I say... You don't have any other uh, skills. I mean, you try going into a news agent and telling them that you can tell the difference between a 1512 Chateau Bolognais and uh, a 1720... Below Chateauneuf. Oh, <laughs> France, eh? Hey? They can't stop naming their things off of the same syllables. I'm the French, sorry, Alistair. French I chateaus. French chateaus, you know, use the same syllables in the way that Mexican food uses the same, same ingredients. Few ingredients. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so, like, so let's say he's, he's sort of tasting a wine and he goes, uh, Oh yes, um, oh yeah, um, I see. There's a lot of um, a lot of strong tannins. Uh, so uh, um, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of life in this still. I reckon you could lay it down for another thirty years, and um, and uh, uh, the demons, the demons are, are are looking through us, and they and they are living through us, and they want they want to behead our children. And, 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 and what? And, um, uh, and I think that might be Sweaty Saddle. I'm getting a little bit of Sweaty Saddle in that. And, uh, I mean, yeah. I that... mean, that's a sketch, isn't it? I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, if anyone, any of the listeners wants to write in, <laughs> and tell us that's not a sketch. We'll take that on board. Yeah, we'll take it on board. But uh, you and, know, and we'll take it on board, and we'll we'll take it off the board as well. Yeah. The board on which we write all the sketches. Yeah, we'll probably put it on another board though. We have a maybe board, whereas sketches that are kind of almost sure. sketches that sure. you could consider just character pieces, <laughs> you know, or in some cases, feature films, feature films, <laughs> or entire channels. It's a. It really didn't make it as a as a as a two minute sketch, um, but we were able to get three hundred million dollars to make it as a sci fi epic um, set across multiple worlds and uh, featuring some of the biggest names in Hollywood. So I mean, don't ask me how the bloody industry works. I mean, it's a mystery, isn't it? Well, it's a bloody mystery. Yeah, mate. Mate, what mate. about it's a. It's a guy who doesn't know how the industry works that channels demons. <laughs> I was thinking with the, in the, during the sommelier, you mentioned the thing about Mexican food, mm. and 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 this 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 could well be nothing, but is there something in somebody who is again a sommelier type character? Yes, but uh, <laughs> who who just tastes burritos. <laughs> <laughs>
as a uh, hot sauce. Yeah, I, no, I did put that on myself. You're right. Uh, still, I am getting it, so write that down. Guacamole. Beans. Beans. Tortilla. The thing about that is like, he can't even identify necessarily what's in the guacamole. Yeah. Like, you can't go down as, as far as saying uh, red onion. Uh, yeah, I reckon he could. It could almost be in. even. He's just like guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, but it could almost be simple. Burrito, it could be burrito like, filling. He just tastes. He just tastes Mexican food, and he goes rice, <laughs> mince, corn chip, <laughs> beans. <laughs> Very good. And then he goes, and now try this one over here. He goes, corn chip. <laughs> well, I do. I think yours had more color, so I uh, like yours more. But I mean, I think I think if the while you're writing in about the previous one, please feel free to write in about this one. Tell us to shut the fuck up. No, I I I. I'm trying to imagine it, Alistair. I'm trying to imagine enjoying it. I'm trying to well, imagine enjoying. I, I enjoyed. That. Okay, wait. So, okay, where where are you sitting? Where are you sitting when you're trying to? Well, enjoy I'm, it? I'm trying to watch. I'm sitting down on a couch. So, where do you, where do you normally watch your sketches? Like on TV or on a computer? I mean, these days I watch them on my phone on the toilet. On the toilet. Okay, so you're sitting on the toilet. I'm sitting on the toilet. Okay, and so I'm, now and here I'm I not am. enjoying the sketch watching experience for some reason. Now it could be something wrong with me. And well, yeah. Well, my toilet experience. What did you? I'm bringing what, a lot. To what the did table. you? What did you eat yesterday? Uh, let's see. Uh, I think it was a burrito. Okay, so um, you're passing a burrito. So it was uh, corn. <laughs> <laughs> um, sour cream. Sour <laughs> cream. Um, I guess there's also the possibility, another variation on this silly idea, is is a sommelier like that, you know, for but, but for Subway sandwiches. Yes. But he also <laughs> plays a part in the construction of the Subway sandwich. He goes... He basically just takes a bite and then re-says his order. Extra salt and pepper. Subway. Subway. <laughs> I'm eating Subway. Um, okay. But, uh, um, I mean, I think that's funny because it, it makes it even more absurd, right? I think that beats the burrito idea. But, or, or it could be just the same guy <laughs> same when he's just, you know, he, he, okay. he's, not, he's not making all his money from just being a burrito sommelier. No, okay, so it's a sommelier, right, who throughout his life, whatever he's eating, tells <laughs> you what flavors he's getting, right? Yeah. And, but it just becomes abundantly clear that it's redundant for almost anything else. Yeah. Other than wine, because everything else, the flavors are just the flavors. They just taste like themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not uh, like... I'm getting chocolate cake. Cause, yeah. Okay, it's because he's eating chocolate cake. Yeah. This is when he's breathing. <laughs> but, what, so while he's, like, in his sleep, he sort of sleep tastes. Yeah. <laughs> Saliva. Spider. In her mouth. <laughs> you eat a lot of those every year. Mm. 400 kilograms of spiders a year. <laughs> the average person eats it's, more, than, more than seven times their body weight of spiders, spiders while every, they sleep. Every, every single night. <laughs> oh, the scientist who's studying that, like <laughs> the guy. Are you okay? Who's studying the, how many the spiders spider people to, eat? To see how it's true. And like, it's like, 
he goes into it so skeptically. There's <laughs> <laughs> just so much. There's so many spiders. <laughs> it's just like, he's like, oh my God, I saw one. Oh my God, what went into his mouth? Like, you know, and he's just so shocked at the first one. And then it's just this stream this of stream spiders of just spiders. coming from every <laughs> corner of the room. At some point, the like, person is covered. Same. They're just black because they're... They're a white person. They're not normally black in this. Okay. Pr- Let's say it's a woman. I mean, I, we got to remember, we got to put more women in these sketches, and she's eating all these spiders. <laughs> you did. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe it's that. Maybe that figure is an average. <laughs> okay, so on average, people eat like. 20 grams of spiders a year. But really, it comes down to just like one or two people who just have the worst luck. And they're having like two or three kilos of spiders a night. Yeah, that's great. It's just somehow, it's like this weird spider migration that happens. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it could be a spider. I I mean, yeah, okay, maybe they... They live on a spider migration route. <laughs> oh yeah, it, look, it it doesn't need to be. I mean, in many ways, it doesn't need to be explained that part. Um, um, but I mean, it could you know, it could be if we could come up with a really funny explanation. Yeah, but um, if we can't, then I agree, it doesn't need to be yeah, explained. Okay. Um, so it could be you know spider migration route because yeah. you know that happens in some towns where like all these crabs just kind of come through. Like the ta- the town is just swarmed with crabs because yeah. they're just walking through town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now the the, sp- the crabs are being attacked by um, fire ants. Oh no! Yeah, and and they swarm all over them. So while the a- crabs are swarming all over the land, yeah, the ants are swarming all over the crabs. Is this new new ants giving These... the crabs a taste of their own medicine? Oh yeah, they're what it's like to be a town that's being <laughs> swarmed. Yeah. And um and they bite their eyes and they die and and they get, eat them. It's horrible. Yeah. So so this is just this is an introduced species. I yeah. Assume? It's like those um it's those fire ants, those Brazilian fire ants. Oh, the or ones whatever. that are spreading all over the world. Yeah. So they've wound up on these like tropical islands where these crabs come out and walk across and do whatever they do. I don't know why they're walking across. Maybe it's just faster. Than I guess going around. I guess they're gonna realize pretty quickly that. You know, it's just not a thing worth doing. But I guess they don't learn, do they? Crabs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's one of the big. It's one of the tragedies of crab crabness. Is 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 not being able to learn. Sort of. Yeah. Learn. Yeah. You're right. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Wait. What, what were we talking about right before I the? I can't remember. But I think that in a way, tropical islands to crabs would be a lot like speed uh, roundabouts. You know, they're, oh, yeah. they're there. You're supposed to go round, but crabs like me very often drive over. Just the top. drive over the top. Yeah. Um, wait. Right before we went to crabs and ants, though, we were talking about something, and I'm, I think it might have been a sketch. Oh, spiders! Spiders! Oh, into yeah, the the, mouth. yeah. That's right. Spiders <laughs> into the mouth. Okay. It's amazing how these things just slip out of the brain, um, and we descend into a sort of a a puddle, a puddle of sort of uncertainty. <laughs> and uh, and um, so so it's and yeah. what's in the puddle crabs I, <laughs> I suppose maybe fire ants I suppose they probably would have 
at some point the Brazilians would have brought them there. Introduced them into a puddle. Somebody was just doing capoeira over this puddle and they would have dropped a couple of fire ants in there. I suppose a crab that was... That was they mine. shook them off. Do you think capoeira really is a sort of a martial art dance thing or is that just people just trying to shake off the fire ants? Escape the fire ants. Well, mm. that would be fire ant twirling. Though. I'll tell you what. Introduced species are bad. Yes. But um, they're not as bad as non-introduced species, you know, because you, it's <laughs> awkward. You're sort of there. Standing there. You know, it's clear that, you know, the person who was supposed to be introducing you to the species has forgotten their name. Uh, and 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 you're just calling the man a lot. Hello, uh, the man. Dude. Hello, dude. <laughs> like that. You you know you're mate. One's one's a badger and the other one's a you know a, a wolverine. Oh, yeah. And, and they're calling each other man and dude. Dude. And they you know they can't ask themselves because it's the 1700s and you know Charlotte Bronte's <coughs> Charlotte Bronte's there and she's watching and you know what she's like with with Bronte but, Charlotte. Charlotte Bronte, with regards to uh, you know, eavesdropping, no, not eve, no, but that yeah, eavesdropping as well. But manners, oh, you know, <laughs> she cares, and so you know, <laughs> these guys don't care, but they don't want to upset Bronte. She's Did, a c- celebrity of the era. Is that a thing? Do you actually know a thing about Charlotte Bronte? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. But was she involved with Pride and Prejudice? No. No. Which one was that? Uh, that was Jane Eyre. No, Jane Austen. Jane Austen. Very close. Okay, yeah. I think Were they Charlotte all Bronte might have written Jane Eyre. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I could be wrong. Jane Eyre could have written Bronte. Could have. Could have got, who's writing whom? <laughs> that's the trouble when you write a book that's named A Woman. Mm. You don't know if it's writing you or if you're writing it. This is the problem with the movie Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. Right? Have you seen that movie? Yes. So the movie Stranger and Stranger Than Fiction yeah. is about Will Ferrell yes. as a man who discovers that his life is being written by an author, right? Yeah. He goes and meets her, and uh, she wants to kill off his character, and yeah. uh, and he obviously doesn't want to die, yeah. but um, everyone agrees that the work that she's writing is a brilliant work of art, yeah. right? And that it needs to end with him dying. Yeah. And so he accepts that fate. And then she doesn't kill him off in the end. But the entire conceit of the film, that this book that she's writing is an incredible work of genius, mm. is undermined by the fact that you can hear bits of the book and they're clearly shit. <laughs> and it's, it happen, it's, it's the like universal thing of art, movies that feature fictional art yeah. is that it's never good. Like yeah. music... You know, or um, somebody's doing a comic book or something like that. You're always like, oh right. So I just now you've you've made this whole film. You can make a great film, but you're asking me to imagine that this art is good. Yeah, the only time that I've seen good art in a film like that is that they're making it. You you d- you don't realize that it, this the person that they're making the film about was already an artist that was successful in some regard. And then they portray the person making that art, and then the art in there was good. And I only saw that in one movie called uh, Seraphine. Right, but that is a that is a non-fiction movie, right? About somebody who actually made art. Uh, it was a fiction film, right? But it was based on the life of this woman, right? So she was a real woman mm. who made real art, yeah, who and made the real art, art was really good. Yeah, 
Right, so they didn't make up the art for the film. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, the only time that I could see it is when they haven't made up the art for right. the film. So, how can we do something with this as a sketch, right? Mm. I realise it's quite a specific observation. No, 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 I, I, I agree with that, and I love and I love that stuff. I would like, like, I'm very interested in that, and I, I've, I've kind of... Because I'm actually interested in making things that, that involve making art in a f- film oh, or a really? TV show. You think you could crack it? I reckon you could crack it, but you just you'd need a team. You need a big team, and because to get people to make good art would be hard. So, okay. So, do you think that there's it could be a sketch about this, in in, in this about like somebody who is making a a, a film about a fictional artist, mm. right? And they realize that the art that they've created for it isn't good, so they just keep writing in more characters who come in and say how good the art is, <laughs> like, yeah. The, the, maybe the studio's worried that people won't think the art is good, so yeah, they get so them to write in some more characters who complement the art. And then they kind of they're like, "Oh, could you make them higher status and make it <laughs> seem like they know more right, than great. the audience?" Ah, okay, I've I've watched the latest cut of the film, and while I believe the people in the film that you've written in complimenting the art, I believe they think the art is good. I'm not convinced that those people know what they're talking about. So would it be possible to write in some more characters who complement those characters on their judgment on of how art? good? So okay, so let's say we could have uh, like a like an, an academic comes in right. and and says, "Oh my God, you're my favorite art critic because you're the most accurate." Yes, in your assessment, yeah, of the quality of art. Yeah, I would say what is good and bad is pretty much just decided by you. Okay, and then uh, an, a, a philosopher comes in, right, and says um, uh, to, to the academic, mm-hmm. um, there is no truth in the universe, is what I would have told you until I heard your opinions. <laughs> but recently, I've changed my mind, and now I know that what you're saying is truth. Yes. Is a fixed and immutable truth in yes. a changing cosmos. Yeah. And then and then <laughs> a child, f- an innocent child. No, 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 no. Then we we flip mm. to behind reality. <laughs> yes. And we see the code of the universe that that codes the universe, the, the, the programming behind right. the universe. Right. Yep. And we see where how mathematically <laughs> Uh, what these people have said is true. Okay, um, but then can we go outside the film mm. now? So, so the camera will do some effect so it looks like it's pulling out through the screen. Yeah. Right? And then it turns and you can see the person who is watching the movie sitting on the couch. Yeah. Right? And can we have them say, this is good, I'm having a good time? <laughs> yes. Is, yeah. that, is that a thing that you can put into the film? Yeah, because w- at the moment, mm. I'm just worried we're not we're not c- convincing the audience that it's good art. Because <laughs> it kind of just, to it, me, it looks a bit <laughs> looks daggy. A bit shit. Yeah, I mean, it looks kind of like kitsch, and also, I mean, like you just had someone in the art department do it. Yeah, and I feel like if they were a good artist, they probably wouldn't be in the art department. <laughs> that is the. That is the fundamental problem, isn't it? Mm. It's that, like, if you were a good artist, you wouldn't be making fake art for films. <laughs> oh. Yeah, 
I suppose so. I, I mean, but you could get real artists to make art, but it would have to be on commission to make what you want to fit the film, right? Right, and it, there's very few artists whose passion is making what you want them to make to fit a film. Yeah. Like, you probably don't get to the point in art, mm. that high point of art. Yeah. Where... I, I imagine there would be some times where, you know, where there's crossover, like, you know, somebody writes a song for a soundtrack. But right. it's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's interesting, but that's that that soundtracks are themselves an art form mm. that is sort of made for the film, that is part of the film experience. And like yeah. for like musicals, like you'll have great songs in musicals. Yeah. But that's because that's what the art is. It's a song in a musical. Yeah. To be honest, the the most difficult thing of all is to make something good. Yes. <laughs> And and look, that can be where the conclusion of this uh, of, the, of this sketch goes. Yeah, uh, where the realization is that we're all chasing the ability to try to make something good. And, I mean, uh, that's the other um, that's the other angle on it, isn't it? That rather than trying to convince the people watching the film mm. that the art in the film is good, we could yeah. try and convince the people watching the film that um, nothing is good. Nothing. Yeah. Or the, you know, and that like, or that they don't know, like, who is anyone to say that anything is better than anything else, or or mm. even distinguishable from anything else? Yeah, like or or can... or that there's any value in existence at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something to to really distract from the art, you know, something that kind of tells them what's the point of going on, uh, might be a good way. But especially if somebody's if you could get an academic to sort of agree with the person who's saying that there's yeah, no point going there's on. There's no point going on. That would really lend weight to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it happens with stand up comedy as well, right? Like um that movie Sleepwalk with Me mm. or um no, I guess Sleepwalk with Me is a bit different because that was Mike Babiglia's actual comedy. Yeah. Although I didn't really like it in the film. But yeah. um what was the other one? Uh 
you you particularly hate funny people. I do particularly hate funny yeah. people, and I do bring it up often. Yeah, yeah, to but find that's okay. New ways for angles from which to attack it. Now, do you think I should I should write down this thing? So, have like, you written down the spiders on? Yeah, yeah. I, I will. For some reason, I wrote it because because sometimes I'm trying to listen while I'm also writing, and so that no, I can no, contribute. But I wrote spiders into the mouth research. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, I think I think that's the person who's 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 doing that research into the spiders into the mouth. Yeah, and it, look, it could go the way if there's like lots of spiders going to people's mouths. It could just go the way of like a guy who's doing this research mm. and his life is so boring. Like you're just sitting there watching people's mouths while they sleep to see if a spider goes in, Yeah, right? He'd be drifting off. He'd be closing his eyes. He'd wake up. He'd be like, oh, God, <laughs> did a spider go in? Oh, look, I, I, maybe I might as well wakes, write one down. He wake, wakes up. He's got a spider in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's just every time he drifts off, it's a spider. Oh, you're fucking killing me again! Yeah, but he's also not on film, so he's not getting. Is he it. trying to do the research to prove that it happens to other people? Uh, maybe, yeah. Like it's, this is a thing that's plagued him all his life. Whenever he wakes up, there's a spider in his mouth. Like, like I almost that it happened to everyone. <laughs> almost that, like, like yeah. He's like seven. You eat more than seven spiders in a lifetime. I fucking wake up with s- spiders' leg hairs and legs oh, sticking so out of my mouth. I wake up with Every... seven spiders in my mouth at a t- <laughs> one morning. It's easier to just swallow them as well because oh. they're also having to deal with it all and then yeah. they're angry. and <laughs> They're angry. Well, they're angry. You know, you're, yeah. you're destroying their home by moving your mouth. Right, you think they've built a web? Well, I mean, you know, like they could be like a trapdoor spider. Do you think you could form a symbiotic relationship with a spider that built a, f- a funnel web in your mouth? You just keep your mouth open, and the spider mm. obviously catches flies and drags them in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you know, um, injects them with a, sort of a, a, a venom that dissolves their innards. Maybe yeah. some of that innards would drip down your gullet, yeah. into your stomach. So I think I could see that working. So if the spider was busy enough, you might be able to subsist. Yeah, on that. that's true. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you made yourself sort of attractive enough to prey, you know, like if you started also kind of smelling really bad yeah, and dressing in a way that kind of attracted dressing ins- like one of those huge stinking pink flower flowers. From oh, the, there you go. Uh, yeah. Indonesian rainforest. Cause I mean, yeah, I guess if it's going to be symbiotic, you, you've got to be doing your you bit. lift your weight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could sort of run around chasing <laughs> flies. Yeah, <laughs> you could just with your mouth open, and they just <laughs> land in the in the the web. And all you and and that's all you got to do, mm. and that's free food. Absolutely, that's yeah. Free. You don't even have to chew. If anything, no. you've developed such a horrible lockjaw. I imagine at some point you will have lost the ability to chew. Well, you, you don't want to chew. I don't want to chew. No. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I also, you know, I'm just saying that at some point, it, it's just great once the offer's off the table because you don't want to be, you know, like when you're when you're in the dentist chair and like you kind of just get that urge. Like the reason why they put that little sucky straw in your mouth is because you got to swallow saliva mm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so you mm-hmm. want to be closing your mouth a lot. And so at one point, it'd be great if the body just turned off all those features. It'd be a great thing to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the the... The spider itself would have to kind of create some kind of absorbent web that, you know, takes your saliva out and maybe just drips it down your throat as well. I mean, with any luck, the spider would could be able to inject some kind of venom into your 
yeah. mouth muscles to make the pain go away. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, hopefully not make it dissolve. Yeah. Then, oh, but I mean, you the, could just dissolve those muscles and then your hang, mouth could just sort of hang open, yeah. slack. Or at least all the skin would kind of disappear and then mm. it would just be bone left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't feel pain. So. Yeah, and and plus, like, and it kind of it would seem more spider, like spider home, like you know, if there was just kind of an empty space there with webbing on it, and like you know, just sort of like a like a like a skull you found in an old castle. This is absolutely the most horrible thing <laughs> I could ever imagine. I can't believe I'm so comfortable discussing this because this is like my worst nightmare on a really visceral level. Like, I, I can't... For some reason, I, I imagine you'd start carrying around a big gold sword. <laughs> you know, like, you've got this wide open oh. mouth, a spider that lives in there that drips nutrients down your throat. And, and a then big you just, gold sword. And it's just got a big gold sword <clears throat> on your back and some gold coins in your pocket. Yep. Well, I mean, so many people are going to be looking at you and thinking, that guy's got something figured out. <laughs> Maybe if I go and attack him. I'll be able to get his gold coins. So you're going to need a sword to fend them off. Yeah, or or people might you know constantly be asking, you know, what your secret what's is. What's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> how? What's your secret to success? How do you, how do you get such a such a thin looking mouth with a spider web <laughs> in it? Uh, but I guess you know. I guess. As long as you look comfortable, like if you, ca- it's it's not about what you look like. It's Absolutely. how it's how you wear how it. How you carry yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's confidence. People respect confidence. Yeah, and they find it attractive. Absolutely. And it's, it's that you do you. You know, you do you. Mm, absolutely. And and imagine if you met another woman who was doing the same thing. Oh my God, sparks! You know? Right, and then when when you went and kissed spiders, like that, mate. yeah, spiders mate in between you. <laughs> and then their little baby like... spiders crawl all over your body. <laughs> yeah, like one. I guess one of you. It would be nice if there were two egg sacs, you know, that could burst eventually, and just tiny little spiders would sort of cover your body. Things like that start maybe dissolving other parts of your body. Uh, yeah, finding other little nooks and crannies yeah. in which to... Armpit. Armpit. I'm, I'm looking um, at you, armpit. Yeah, uh, you have to keep your arms up. Oh, yeah. Bit. But then, oh, you could make all... You know, you could make make your fingers, kind of make them into, like, hands <laughs> into little caves like that. You could have more spiders in there. Then, But then you wouldn't be able to carry your sword. But, you know, you can get rid of the sword. <laughs> it was holding you back. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest. Uh, elbow pit, knee pit, things like that. Just get a wheelchair... Just get a nice wheelchair. And have your legs up in the air. <laughs> have your legs up. Make it a big V. Oh, you can get a big web in between there. Yeah. That'd be better if somebody was run you know, pushing you and running. You could catch more insects, especially if you went through like yeah, a Yeah, who's gonna be pushing you and running? <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna be the person who looks guess... at him and says, I wanna I, I wanna support what he's doing. Maybe an Do appre- you need an intern? An apprentice. An apprentice. An apprentice of some sort. <laughs> They're running, they've got their mouth open, they've got a little spider yeah. in there. I have oh. a little silkworm. And you just drive around, you drive around looking for locust plagues because that's where you could get the, the like the most amount of nutrients. That'd be like those co- those shoals of fish that used to exist on mm. the coast of America, like cod, Cape Cod. There are just so many fish. You could just get them with a, a bucket. Just get them with a bucket. Oh, wow. It'd be like that. Yeah. Like locust in But like mouth. locusts. And then suddenly this guy has now, you know, he's just taken this weird path for his life and now... And now he's renting himself out to farmers to just be pushed around uh, 
the properties, catching locusts and feeding it to his spiders, <laughs> things like that, saving the crops that would have been. He's a hero. He's well. He's a hero. <laughs> I mean, I know, but it's all in a day's work for this man. He, right. You know, this is you know. But it's not work because he's doing what he loves. He's doing what he's like. He's not working a day in his life. But that's right. <laughs> so is this? Could this be the seven habits of highly successful people? As long as you define success in a really specific way, like is that it? Um, or, or the seven. Wait, the seven habits of the seven most highly effective people, like successful people or whatever. And then you just follow each episode is a, it follows one, one person who's very successful in their specific field. And this guy, it's, (laughs) it's, by the way, it's got more horrible. Yeah. It's got, it's traumatizing me more now. Wow. I'm going to have nightmares. Eventually, like it's, it's somehow he's becoming like, he's. He's becoming a full skeleton, but some something about the symbi- symbiosis mm-hmm. uh, and the webbing and things like that is sort of replacing parts of flesh that he lost and is keeping him alive. Right. So he's it's become he's, he really truly like it's hard to tell where he ends and the spider colony begins. Mm. Um, do you think that that could extend to his brain? Like, and eventually, his brain could be completely gone. Yeah. But, um, you know, a, a, a mixture of web fibers and mm. spider motion still sort of re- replicates uh, the, the thought processes that were in his head, <laughs> such as they were. Yeah. Whatever they may have been. <laughs> 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 because, <laughs> because he's gone, he's gone a fair way down a path <laughs> that, I mean, I can't. Imagine his parents. <laughs> I mean... So, what's Johnny doing these days? <laughs> well, he has a spider that lives in his mouth. <laughs> and he subsists off the droppings of the, the fly carcasses of the spider. But he's... And, and slowly he's been replaced <laughs> by webbing and, and sort of small spiders and things spider, like that. Other spider colonies. But he's doing what he loves. He's doing what he loves. How's Eric going at the bank? <laughs> oh, it's good. Actually, he's uh, just got a... He, he's not lost his job, so that's all right. <laughs> oh, well. He doesn't love it, but it's all right. Yeah, well, we always taught our kids to follow their hearts. and You know, Johnny's really done that. Done us all very proud. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't. Shall I write that down? I mean, we talked about it for so long. You've got to do something yeah. else, dear. Uh, so it's a spider mouth guy, right? Guy. And uh, and Andy's perpetual nightmare. <laughs> all the screams um, for eternity. So yeah, that's doing nice. what he loves. Um, I had it in the in the midst of that. Something came to me. Um, and it might have just been, yeah, it might have just been a moment of peace, um, imagining an open grassy field or something, but then a man in a wheelchair screamed across it. I I imagine he's screaming all the time, by the way. Like, let's say if you're, you're in the, you're the farmer in the farmhouse and you're just like, oh, it's good that Johnny came, isn't it? And you just hear this like, 
round again in a minute. Well, it's more environmentally friendly than crop dusting, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, and, you know, that is the price of organic food. <laughs> if you don't want pesticides on your tomatoes... <laughs> you well, how else are we uh, going to keep the locusts down? I really like that yeah. cost. Well, organic. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah. There are. There are. I think there's more sketches to be had, and possibly less horrific and more achievable ones. Yeah. In the area of, like, looking at what, how does organic farming work? Right. Look. This is happening. Oh, th- don't worry. It's yeah, definitely yeah. happening. I'm not I'm not deleting that. This uh, is Definitely we have the special effects. We've got the budget. Yeah. And right. I've certainly got the will to bring this into reality. <laughs> this I a... insist on being the guy with the spider in his mouth and I am method. This is <laughs> But yeah. Um it's something about organic farming. Sure. Right. Okay. And uh what you know, they don't use pesticides. Sure. Right, so how else are they going to keep away the aphids? Yeah. Uh, shotgun? Shotgun. Stamping. Stamping. Yeah, like all night stamping. Um, tiny dogs. Oh, uh, yeah. And then really big dogs. Were they hurting the tiny dogs? Uh, or really big no. dogs, really full-size dogs that are hurting or trying to keep off aphids? I have started, this is serious, but then this could be a thing. I have started hurting flies. Um <laughs> I know that this is a weird thing, but because we get a few flies in our house during yep. the summer, right? And I've been finding that annoying because they just kind of stick around for quite a while, right? Yeah, we've got one in our house right now. It's been yeah. there for three days. Oh, you should be dead by now. I've started noticing that you can herd them. So if you open the door, yes, right, and you find it, and you get your arms wide, yep. like that, you can sort of like you can sort of guide it <laughs> by by just kind of creating yep. walls around it and things like that. I I, I, I imagine. Like, you know, I'm just learning this from first principles, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I, I imagine that this is not that different from how a dog works, right? When it's hurting a, a sheep. Yeah. Arms wide. Arms wide. <laughs> Put its back like legs. That. <laughs> like that. And then I've been, like, it's been so successful. I don't even, I don't even contemplate murder anymore. Wow. On right. flies, anyway. Do you think they've tried that with bacteria? Golden staph infections. I think that would be a great idea. If you could be a bacteria herder in or, hospitals. Yeah, but he's the bacteria whisperer. Oh. Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. He has these methods. Get out of here. You think get out the of frequency here. on which bacteria would... Yeah, honestly, Alistair. I don't want you in my body anymore. Well, exercise and exorcise are very close, aren't they? That's yeah. pretty funny. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take away. I, I, I was just uh, suggesting I, that the sort of fly herding was maybe one yeah, of the no, organic things. I think it is. I think I think he's out there, maybe with his dogs, <coughs> herding guess, flies. Yeah. He's got a trained sheep dog. It's a fly dog. What, what I did, what, you yeah. can just see the dog running around in the field. You don't see the fly. No, of course not. Yeah, uh, he's getting it out of there. Uh, yeah. He's, what about... They find that the solution for getting a lot of the pests off of the crops is to create a place where there's a better life for them 
outside of the crops, you know. Right, offer them alternative housing. Mm. So they have, like, they've got their own shitty little farm, but then they've got a much more successful farm next door where they encourage all the... <laughs> yeah, and maybe they've made little houses for them. Like, look, why do you feel like you need to go out and eat food that is, like, you know, uncultivated and things right. like that? We've made something got that's cooked even... cooked meals. Yeah, we've got cooked meals. we got we got 24-hour chef. Jennifer up the farm yeah. uh, every every day five pm she puts on a uh, slap up dinner three yeah. courses right. um, for the for the insects. There's a casserole on tonight. She's doing peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. She and, does uh, uh, she does a mean uh, sort of broccoli thing. Yeah. It's all fried and then uh, it's got crumbs on it and stuff. It's yeah. really lovely and they it, love that. You know the broccoli kind of gets a nice taste when it's just a slightly overcooked. Slightly overcooked. She's but then also that. still a tiny bit crunchy. Still a bit know, of crunch. You know, just there, to kind of keep the Bloody, you know, uh, what people. else she do? She does uh, a, a gratin. Yeah, she's doing a... Oh, bisque. Is that, is that a bisque. Is the gratin, is that those potatoes? Those potato gratin. Oh, it's, and the, all, uh, it's an all-white food. The Corby grubs, they love that. The Corbys. You know, they're used to... They're used to just eating the raw, um, starchy uh, bases of the grass plants, but um, you put, you'd put down a gratin. Yeah. You just lay that down on the earth. And then it's pull back all... pull back and reveal he's just talking to a lady beetle. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think uh the alternative methods of pest control utilized by an organic farm. Um, you know, uh, there there are because I think even within the scope of organic farming, there would be types of organic farming that are still quite brutal to the pests, right? To the to the mm. little insects and what have you. Yeah. You know, um, ones that play really loud, annoying music to oh, drive yeah. off the aphids. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's not fair. Absolutely. You know, less of this carrot and stick approach and yeah. more of this have a couple of carrots approach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a stick, carrot sticks. And a stick, carrot, carrot sticks. Stick. <laughs> Less of a carrots and stick approach, more of a carrot stick approach, <laughs> which uh, Jennifer has up the farm there yeah. with a dip. She does She's, a lovely dip. She does a real nice one. It's kind of like a... Satsiki. Satsiki. Uh, it's got a nice sort of... There's a tahini one, I think. You yeah. know, I think that's sesame seeds. Sesame seeds, anyway. Um, I wouldn't know. I don't get half the stuff they get. Yeah. <laughs> They eat better than we do. I'll be lucky to have a shake and bake when I get home. I think we should just go back to yelling abuse at them like we used to, personally. <laughs> hey! <laughs> get off! Get off your fucking aphids! You switch on the light in the middle of the night. Oi! <laughs> what did I say? There better not be any bloody aphids on that cord. If I come out there and there's an aphid, you're going to get a bloody talking to. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, there was one in between the two spider sketches that we wrote that I, f- I didn't get down, and I can't it's remember okay. what it was. I'm but really happy to just skip it. Look, we're on. We're on actually one, two, three, four, five, six. Bless you. Oh, that felt like something came up. Oh dear. All right, collect myself. <laughs> just as long as you didn't see it, that's all fine. Uh, we got scientists that find the particle that gives things truth or falseness. Yep. Uh, and then, whoa, something just flashed in front of me like like we had maybe come up with some idea like this before. Quite possibly. I I feel like we t- were constantly 
if we're not constantly talking about accelerating things around the Large Hadron Collider, <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about accelerating but things. But also, large, like, large smashing collider. shock jocks together somehow. Just... Oh, we had a shock jock who transcended his physical form and <laughs> became a creature of pure, pure outrage, <laughs> I believe. So, yeah, that's good. That, that, that definitely sounds like a you idea. Yeah. That's... I'm all about transcending my physical yeah, form. <laughs> but I love... One day I'm going to shed this body um, like a bloody husk. Um... And it will be a bloody husk, I tell you. Oh, well, mate, that's great. We can feed that to the bloody to, to the bloody insects. The aphids, I love that. I love that. Um, we've got a sommelier that <coughs> that channels a demon, or that you know, or he get kind, of, he get kind of, he gets wine terrors. I th- um, I I like to think that he opens himself up to sort of a, a parallel dimension, a sort of yeah. H.P. Lovecraft kind of. Uh, I think that's beautiful. Darkness from these creatures. Oh, I absolutely love it. Can come through. To be honest, into he could our be reality. He could be one of the seven successful people. He could be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that well, would we be We only great. need five more successful people. Yeah. And who knows? We've, we've got four more sketches. Who knows? How many successful people will be in that? Oh, by the way, that one about the, uh, uh, the insects, yeah. ants would love that sketch. I already I wrote down here <laughs> ants. I was about to say that. Absolutely ants would love that. Because, I mean, they would get a, prop, a good proper feed. They get a real look in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Bloody hell. Yeah, not only would they get great, you know, sort of either served meals or, you know, whatever the crops that we are, <coughs> mm-hmm. but other insects to eat. From what we've discovered in this thing, they love crabs, so shellfish. Yes. You know, and crabs are like the insects of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> but they really are, though. They really are, like, although I, I, I think that um, insects are a specific type of invertebrate that does not cover... Spiders, or uh, oh, mate, when 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 I crabs. say that something is a something of the something, I don't in any way mean that they're actually related. Sure, you know, like if I was to say you are the Paul Hogan of this podcast, right? I don't mean in any way that you play golf or that you're Paul Hogan. I don't mean that you. <laughs> Does he play go- for golf? Or are you thinking of? Greg Norman, the great white shark, yeah. who somehow conflated yeah, those yeah. two Yeah, I know. I think I always think that Paul Hogan is the Greg Norman <laughs> of comedy. <laughs> Alistair, we've got to get out of this podcast. Yeah. We get, we're getting in too deep, and we're losing contact with reality. <laughs> All right? We're trapped in this room. There's not but, much oxygen. But I've discovered that the later we do it, the less tired we are. That's definitely not true. All right. Um then there's the burrito sommelier, who's yep, who always I'm says the same one. ingredients. Skip that one. Also, that doesn't uh, count. Subway. 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 Subway's almost a sketch. I, I think that... <laughs> yeah. But I think it could just be the same guy going from, from sommelier job to sommelier job. Where he goes, you know, Monday to Friday. Yeah, all right, I'll taste Mexican food. <laughs> but on the weekends is when I really get a good gig. Mate. Subway, I mean... That's easy, because you see them make it in front of you. So it's, it's so more easy. just remembering. You know, I do parties. Is there some way that, like, in a Subway context, he could be somehow reverse engineering sandwich? Like, they need him to tell them what was in a sandwich. I don't know. Like... Like they if if there's a really, I'm not sure. Wait, like there's something there where where like you know wait reverse engineering a sandwich. So it's either like 
Wait, either he's tasting like a competitor sandwich and he's telling them how to create it. Yeah. Or he's they're describing the feeling that they want to feel, right, w- when eating the sandwich. And then he tells them what needs to go into it. What needs it. to go into it. Or it's this, right? Like with a um a chemical like a drug, right? Say a company makes a really good drug, mm. right? And then another company uh gets a sample of that drug and then reverse engineers it for, does some tests to find out what uh, chemicals went into it so that they can rip off that drug and then make it, manufacture it themselves, mm-hmm. right? Breaching patent or whatever. So say there's a guy who goes to Subway and always gets a really good sandwich made, Yeah. okay? And he's let someone else have a taste of that sandwich one time and that yeah. person was like, oh my God, that's the best sandwich I've ever had, yeah. right? And then they're desperate to know the secret of it but yeah. this guy won't tell them. So they take, they steal the sandwich and they take it to this guy who can taste it and then tell you what... What's in the sandwich. Exactly what was in the sandwich. Yeah. Feels like a lot of work. <laughs> Just keep going. All right. Um, there's the researcher, the guy researching, you know, the spiders in the mouth uh, theory at nighttime, people eating spiders. And then it's either that... He he realizes that people are eating way more spiders than than, yes, than they realize, right. and and he, so at first he's just shocked by one, but then he realizes all night long there's like loads of spiders, like maybe even like a crazy amount of spiders just pouring into their mouth. Yeah, but yet in the morning people don't seem they don't seem even aware of it. They don't seem bothered by it. They don't seem like. And he tries to explain to it, you've eaten a lot. He goes. What? You're full of shit. The statistics no are bullshit. Mm. Like, how would you even work that out? Yeah, and then maybe, like, you know, he's nodding off. He's getting spiders in his mouth. He's just like, uh He's he's seen through whatever the the body, like, the brain was blocking this out. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's easiest to set up as being that the statistics are just skewed by a couple of people who have heaps of sandwich. Like, sure. like from a classic, like from, I, I can picture the sketch with that as the, as the structure. Sure. And they're, and they're really upset about it. Yeah. 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 No, I li- and like I even when t- they put a mask on or something, the spiders sort of squeeze under it. Like a chosen. What, where, what are they trying to get to? Where are they going? What is inside it's like, the surface? They die. It's like whales swimming up onto the beach. Yeah. Like why do they choose to come here to the inside of my mouth to die? It's like some ancient urge. It's like salmon swimming upstream. Yeah. And I wonder what it is. And it turns out you swallowed a fly. Swallowed a fly. <laughs> Boom. Um. Sp- spider mouth guy, which is this horrible. <laughs> we don't need guy. to go over that. Let's anyway, never talk of it again. He ends up, he ends up working, stopping plague, not plague, but plagues of locusts, and that that is definitely gonna. That's got to get made one of these days. Okay, We're gonna, we we got to start a crowdfunding campaign to get yeah. that made. No, I'm just joking. All right, I'll start a but rival crowdfunding campaign to, to take down your crowdfunding campaign. That's great. That should that'll take way less money. <laughs> uh, and then we got the alt organic. Alternative methods of pest control to stop uh, pests getting on. So yeah, now I think that's I think that's fun. Yeah, I don't think it's silly. I don't think anyone gets any spiders in their mouths. Spider. I think that's a good sketch. Spider mouth guy is, and is up there as one of the it. best things that we've ever created. 
Um, should we tell people about Planet Broadcasting Network now, let's, or should we tell them after? Let's tell them right now we're, that we're a part of Planet Broadcasting we're Network. We're part of the Planet Broadcasting uh, Network. And, and uh, You can check out Planet, Planet Broadcasting. Yes, at Planet com. B... Planet B Casting. B Casting, I think. Oh, com. no. But but if you just Google Planet yeah, Broadcasting... Sorry, that, which is what everyone does. Yeah, yeah no, we're going to tell you the... Uh, uh, the, the address. The address it's is at uh, http slash slash www.semicolon dot two https. What was that? Three. I don't know. I hope it's not a real thing. No, it's... Um, uh, I uh, hope you're not sending people to a porn website, uh, Andy, you <laughs> goddamn... Uh, what should I call Deviant. it? Deviant. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and it's a fantastic network with a bunch of really, really good podcasts. You could listen to others. We are, we are the least of them. I yeah. would say. Yeah, we're probably the least. And and there's comedy. There's comedy. There's, there's uh, nerdy stuff. There's nerdy stuff. And there's information. Info. And there's touching stories. stories. And there's dragon friends. It's a... <laughs> yeah. And I think I was just... I was just... Because everything else was a category and then one was just a name of well, a thing. Well, they defy categorization. It, I know, but it, it made it sound like it didn't... It, did, it was none of the things before. <laughs> but it really probably was all of them. It was all of them. It was touching. <laughs> it was comedy. It was... Um, it was Dragon Friends. It was Steel Wars. It was all of them. Yeah. Um, um, and, and yeah, we, we, check out the rest of the network. Yeah, we... we Bloody we, heck. We, we need to help them bump their numbers a little bit. And uh, sling us a review on the iTunes yeah, if and, you do not mind. And I'm uh, at AlistairTB on Twitter. And uh, I'm uh, at StupidOldAndy. And we're at 2 in Tank. And, um, and God damn it. Spiders in my mail. Spiders in my mail. So many goddamn spiders in my mouth. We love you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.